0: This podcast contains discussion of mental health and may mention alcohol and drug use as well as suicide. Check the show notes for more information and links to relevant support services. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. They might not solve all the world's problems from this hot tub, but a good chat with a good mate is not a bad place to start. Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems.
1: Welcome to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Two mates having stripped back conversations for men's mental health. Oh, that didn't work. That went well. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good, good. Uh, it's another beautifully cold night in uh, in Melbourne town. Beautiful Melbourne town. Uh, so we're not in the spa again, uh, unfortunately. But uh, we have a guest we do have this a guest. Week, uh, and Jeff, you have discovered this guest. Uh, yeah. So I'll let you do the little intro. Uh, in, in
2: my searching of the internet for information about mental health and podcasts and stuff that I can listen to, to I've found uh, Jared here whose mission statement kind of matches our own. He's just starting out in, in podcasting and uh, trying to do the same thing, remove that stigma around mental health that we have. So I thought we'd get him in, find out a little bit about his story, what got him up to the podcast and what made him start. Yeah, Stay Mental Australia. So Jared, welcome to No Pants, No Problems, mate.
3: Thanks so much for having me, Jeff and Lee. Um, When you first reached out to me and I saw that we had a similar podcast In the fact that we're both trying to talk about mental health, but yours was quite unique. I thought, you know, these blokes aren't actually sitting in a spa naked (laughs) talking about this sort of stuff, are they?
2: Well, we were, we were, we were at the time, at the moment, we're we're in the studio, so you've managed to keep your pants on this time. But (laughs) if you're a return guest, you might not be so lucky next
1: time. Um, uh, When we upgraded the equipment, the uh, financial risk of Jeff putting the microphone into the (laughs) spa. It was the, the first
2: conversation in the first episode. was How much is this going to cost me to replace it when I drop it? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you were on a similar track in terms of podcasting uh, to Jeff and I, um, but as with all blokes and their, and their stories and their mental health journeys, I think yours is a little different to Jeff and I, which is yeah. part. Of- so to just launch straight in... Um what is your story, Jared? Tell us, um, tell us a bit about your <laughs>
2: mental health journey,
3: mate. Uh I don't know how far to go back, but you know I grew up in a little town called Hurstbridge and being a young teenager yep. there wasn't really much to do on a Friday or a Saturday night, yep. so it's maybe crash a party or something. Yep. Um but yeah, we've we uh, used to entertain ourselves with, you know, a little bit of dope and yeah. drinking at a, at a pretty, pretty young age, young yeah. age. Yeah. Pretty, like pretty common, 16, story, 17, yeah, pretty yeah, common yeah. story. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I sort of went through my twenties and met my first wife, had a couple of kids and then that ended and we could probably call it a little bit of a midlife crisis yeah. that I went through.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Mate, you're basically telling my story so
3: far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I was spending a lot of time at the tattoo studio, a yep. lot of time um, out drinking copious amounts of alcohol. Yep. There was cocaine involved and um, a lot of substance abuse and, yep. and addiction come back into my life after sort of being clean for quite some time during yep. my first marriage. Um, and then, yeah, just in 2018, 2019, I went to the doctors because I knew there was something wrong. Something was off. Um, yeah. people were saying like, "What's wrong, man? Like, we can yeah. tell you're not yeah, you." Yeah, yeah. So I just sort of gave up and thought, "Fuck it! I'll just go to the doctors." Yeah. Walked in there and the doctor was like, "Oh, how old, you are? Uh How can I help you today?"
2: Yeah.
3: And. I just broke down. Like, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I, I knew yeah, sorry, that sorry. I needed to come here and I made it through the door because the amount of times I picked up the phone to make that appointment and thought, "No, nah, fuck it, I won't do it. I'll just yeah. have another beer and, yeah. you know, drink myself to sleep and try and mm. silence my thoughts with loud music. 100%, and hundred percent, mate. A lot of us did that for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then there was, you know, a trip to the psychologist and um, I was misdiagnosed with depression and anxiety. Yep. And going on to um, an antidepressant when you've actually got bipolar can make things worse. Yeah, right. um, Because it's the wrong chemicals for the wrong chemical Mm. imbalance, you know what I mean? Fixing the wrong problem. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, But it turns out that I had a little bit of a placebo effect. Like as soon as I started taking these medications, I started feeling a lot better and calmer and I was okay. Yeah. But it was just like a short-term thing. Yeah. And then... Um, I met um, a girl that year who is now my wife. Oh, beautiful. in beautiful time. Um, because I didn't know that what I was going through was mania. Yeah. Um, and I broke up with her because I was too scared for her to see that that, that, that side, side of me. Of like yeah, I knew yeah. something was wrong, and I was just shutting down all my walls. I just cut off all connection to everybody. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to work, and. She sort of stuck it out, even though we broke up. She was still there yeah, she, for support. She, she,
2: she saw the person she wanted.
3: Yeah, you know, yeah, behind and, behind and all she that. saw something yeah. in me that I didn't. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. That's beautiful. Because that uh, that black dog was sniffing at my heels quite a bit yeah. through this time, and she was there, and we sort of grew a friendship, and she helped me a lot through that period.
2: Yeah,
3: but not knowing that it was bipolar at the time. It sort of settled down and then come back again, um, just before COVID or sort of just during the first set of South lockdowns. Side
2: up, yeah, um, feels
3: like COVID's been here forever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it does. It's, it's definitely <laughs> it's, uh, uh, changed the world. For and, sure, right, Yeah, um,
2: it's changed a lot of priorities for people as well. Yeah yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and and then with all the stress of you know lockdowns and trying to organise a wedding and and shit like that. Um, and a, and I had a. Um, My cousin passed away just before Christmas and death is a big trigger for me. Like I just come, I didn't even realize it at the start. It wasn't until I got to the funeral that it sort of started sinking in. Yeah. And then it just escalated for the next few days. I was sort of questioning my life. Yeah. Am I doing the right thing? Um, You know, what if, what if I could start another business and be a millionaire sort of thing? Yeah. My family, I've got four kids now instead of two because yep. we've sort of got this blended family thing yep. going yep. on. Beautiful. Um, and, you know, like, you know, what if I could give these kids and my wife all that they deserve, you know? Yeah. Like, I was looking at this house we were living in and the cars we were driving. I'm like, no, nah, we deserve better. And yeah. it, it
2: drove me bonkers. And yeah, um, <clears throat> there was a lot of... H- having that drive without direction can be a very... Uh, mentally draining thing as yeah, well yeah, yeah you know um, you know what you want but not how to get there for sure yeah
3: but instead of it sort of dragging me down it was making me go up yeah um so i was starting to have these ideas for new products and i was seeing holes in the market for niche things yeah. that i could enter in and yeah. i'm like oh my god this is all i need to do and you know yeah we could have this new multi-million dollar business and realistic because you need money to yeah. start a new business and you need money yeah. to get a patent for an invention or whatever. Yeah. And it just, it spiraled out of control. And then I went back to the psychologist and was diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. And that was a really hard pill to swallow. Cause by this stage, everybody knew there was something wrong. Like, yeah. Um, me talking about these different business ideas and, um stuff they're like this isn't you like you're a painter and decorator why are you thinking yeah, about yeah. You know, opening a jewelry range or yeah. why are you thinking about you know starting a new business or this and that and it was just so out of character for me yeah right yeah um so yeah but then sort of after getting that diagnosis it was like getting a life sentence yeah i felt like I may as well have been diagnosed with cancer. I didn't want it because yeah, you know,
2: it's so it's something you don't feel like you can control. Or you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it something was, that you've been given that you don't want. Exactly. Yeah, 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 and
3: yeah. and um, you know, you Google it, and it's like there's no cure for bipolar. Yeah. It's a lifelong condition. You have yeah. to do this, this, and this if you want to have a happy life. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I was in denial for you know a fair bit of time. Yeah, um, but then you know once I accepted it and learned a little bit more about myself. Yeah, um. The, Ian, yeah.
2: yeah. my my first wife was diagnosed with bipolar and yeah being on the roller coaster from someone who's not at the controls yeah is, is even yeah it's a it's a it's a journey for sure and like you say you know those highs and lows like the the highs are phenomenal you know like you don't you know you're not just happy you're ecstatic and the lows are you are not just sad you're like suicidal yeah. it's, it's the yeah. people who haven't experienced bipolar the the extremes of it are out of this world. It's yeah, yeah. something something you, it takes a long time to get your head around. it as I haven't, I haven't had it myself, but I've been around it quite a bit. Yeah, but so you can yeah, I can see, likely, I can see how how, how, so how hard it was for you to <clears throat> actually, yeah, to mm. t- to have someone sit there and go, "Hey, this is what you've got." You're like, "Well, fuck, what do I do
3: now?" Yeah, yeah. And, the, and the hardest part is trying to figure out where I finish and the yeah. bipolar starts. Exactly right. Like, yeah, because you, you don't I... want
2: to become just your diagnosis. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: and like every time I get happy. I think, oh fuck. Is it yeah, happening yeah, again? Yeah, like yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, or you know, mind. if I start feeling a little bit sad, I'm like, oh no, here we go again. Yeah. And it's um yeah, it was definitely a, a hard thing to sort of get under control. I can't imagine, mate. I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah.
1: Not good. Yeah. Do you think so obviously you've had time uh, to accept and to I guess adjust a bit to the to that bipolar diagnosis. Thinking back on it now. Do you feel more comfortable that it's an accurate diagnosis?
3: Yes, definitely.
1: You mentioned like the misdiagnosis initially of depression and anxiety. Do you feel more you feel more comfortable that you've yeah. got the right thing and you're headed yeah. in the right direction? Yeah,
3: because now I know what the problem is. I can look at the right way of dealing with yeah. it. Yeah. Um I think I said just before it's like playing Scrabble but not having any vows. Like yeah. You've got no chance. Yeah. But then once you sort of bring some vows in and look at things differently, you're like, oh, yeah. I know what the problem is now. I've just got to work on this. Yeah. I've got to work on this. Yeah. I've got yeah, to work yeah. on this. The, the, first,
2: the first episode of yours I actually listened to was you talking about your mental health toolbox and having those those tools in, in mm. place to deal yeah. with this sort of stuff. Like, so, yeah, it's... it's Yeah, having like you say having the right tools if you're a painter giving you a spanner is not going to help you paint the wall (laughs) it's all about getting the right the right tool for the right job and that's exactly the same with mental health diagnosis if if you're getting the wrong tools to deal with it you don't feel like you're going anywhere yeah Mm. but once you start getting your head around it and you're like like, when I was diagnosed with uh, depression yeah knowing you know just take a tablet a day you'll be fine mate for 10 years that was the best solution ever but as life goes on yeah you need you need different tools sometimes you know as, you, yeah. as, you, as your skills you know your problem gets bigger mm-hmm. or your, your body learns to adapt sort of thing yeah you've yeah. got it you've got to change the way you tackle these things so yeah making sure you've got that right tool as like you say getting the right diagnosis yeah. is really and, and medication
3: important. is definitely a valuable tool um, 100%. i'm not a qualified psychiatrist no. or anything like that um but yeah, again, it's just one tool that we yep. can use. It's yeah. Not a magic pill that will fix things overnight. These yep. things take time. There can be adjustments, yeah. there can be you know a bit of trial and error. Yeah, I thing. think
2: I went through five different medications yep. before they found the one that actually just leveled me out. Yep. Yeah. That was I've, I've been off my medication now for what, six months, 12, nearly eight months. Yeah. Wow. yeah how long were you on it for? Ten years. Wow. Yeah, so I've um but that In the that cut co- that correlated with co- th- Quitting drinking, changing my diet. There's a lot of other changes I made yeah. to my body.
1: And I think in the yeah. lead up to coming off, you tried. I did two or three different. Yeah, I did colors. try a couple
2: of different medications that just didn't didn't yeah. cut it. And I I went through that. Like one thing people will say about. Coming off antidepressant medication, it's like coming off heroin. You know, it's a drug. Your body actually gets addicted to. If if you stop taking it, it's 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 brutal. Like it was the first four weeks of stopping medication. Like I didn't stop. You know, like you got to wean off it. But when I actually stopped it outright, I was the worst I'd ever been. I was the lowest I've ever been. Like we we stopped the podcast for three four months there because I couldn't. I just couldn't do this. I couldn't even sit in the room talk Mm. to Lee, and he's my best mate. You know, like so. Yeah, getting getting off the medication was hard, but. I knew what I wanted to get to and I knew it wasn't doing what I needed it to do anymore. So I had to change my tools, like you say. So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's a valuable thing as well, to be able to not like you knew that you were the lowest you'd ever been. Yeah. But you knew that getting through that would was, be something. It was different possible, yeah. At yeah. the I, end I,
2: of it. I had I had a goal in, in my mind where I wanted to be and yeah, managed to get there. Yeah. In the last couple of months. Yeah, so yeah.
1: So, Jared, you've gone recently uh, on with starting your podcast, Stay Mental Australia. How, how does the podcast fit into your toolbox? Um,
3: it's more of a personal development process. Yeah. Um, one of the tools in the toolbox I mentioned was goal setting. Yeah. Um, so when we feel like we don't have a, a purpose... Or we've got something to work towards, you know, in a bigger picture outside of, you know, just your nine to five job. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess it just started off as a personal development thing, um, facing a few of my personal insecurities, like speaking in front of a crowd and yeah. reading out loud. Um, I think some of the first memories of anxiety were sitting in grade three and the teacher would call out my name. It was my turn to read the paragraph <laughs> in the book and we'd all follow through and I'd be shitting my pants. A hundred percent. But, you know, back in the 90s, there was no such thing as anxiety and depression. <laughs> these things weren't heard of. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so th- this is sort of a realization that I had and thought, you know what, I'm going to face my fear and, and practice. And Yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, I just sort of started doing it as a bit of a... Test. Yep.
2: We had had the discussion before going on air. Sitting down with a microphone by yourself is fucking intimidating. (laughs) People think, like, you're by yourself. You can fuck up as many times. Like, no, you're still sitting there. You know, other people are going to listen to this. So you're on your, like you say, it's like public speaking. Yeah. That's why you're in front of a crowd with no one in the room, which is an unusual experience. It feels
3: really unnatural. Yeah.
1: as Yeah. As much as I love podcasting and love talking into a microphone, by the end of this year, I'll probably have four different podcasts, but they'll all have a co-host. Yeah. The the list of podcasts that I've recorded one episode of yeah. that have all been me, I've just gone once and then I've just been like, I, I don't really want to come back to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that again. Yeah. yeah. Um I'll
2: make Branson over here. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so it's um it's definitely a completely different yeah. experience to so many things. Um, and I applaud you for doing it solo. Um, because, yeah, like like we were saying before we started recording, the more people that are talking about it, the better. Um, and getting a podcast is relatively easy to get out there mm-hmm. and contribute something to the conversation. How yeah. have you found the benefits of it so far for you?
3: Found Like the more people I speak to about it, the more encouragement I get yeah. um, every time I ask someone to come on to my podcast, I get asked by someone else. Yeah. And it's just, it feels like it's just all coming yeah. into alignment at the moment. And, and I'm just so excited to have that opportunity. And, um, you know, one voice can be recorded here in a little bedroom and it's got the potential to reach the whole world. Yeah. Um, you know, it's yeah. three blokes in a room right now. So. Shout, Too bad. Shout,
2: shout out to our listeners from Guam. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> <The Guam>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, so there's like, usually we'd be in a spa, which I was a little bit disappointed <laughs> when we're not in right now. <laughs> but, you know, we're sitting in this studio, and the reality is we could get into the ears of any other person on, on this the
2: spa- planet. planet. On the planet.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah, like, it's that ability to make the connection not only with, Someone as a listener, but like we have for tonight, um, it's made our connection. Jeff's, you know, searching for other mental pot- health podcasts, found you. You listen to our podcast. We listen to yours. We end up chatting, and it's that whole networking thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is really valuable. Which uh, I can't remember if you said it before or after we recorded about networking with other people in your profession, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and it's just another opportunity to take advantage and to find the right people um, to surround yourself with. Yeah, 100%. Which is something that we've talked about a lot, Jeff, uh, in terms of getting the right people in the right places. And it certainly sounds like, Jared, that's something that you've done consciously uh, more recently. Um, And it certainly sounds like your wife was the right person she's definitely she's
3: definitely a third leg to make a tripod more stable as opposed yep. to me just yep. wobbling around not knowing what's going on um, but you know having the right psychologist one that you can trust and build a bit of a rapport to like I think I went to a couple before I found the right person mm-hmm. a lot yep. of people think that if they go to the first psychologist they have to stay with them yeah, yeah. I've, I've, if you I've, don't I've had a couple g- myself yeah yeah
2: the first time yep. you're like this I like, sat in a room with a girl and I'm trying to explain my <clears> issues and they're like I'm sorry, but I don't think a 25 year old Indian woman knows what I'm going through as a 45 <laughs> yeah. year old white yeah. male. Like, yeah. you know, we the, we have the stigma attached of you know the the white privilege and all the rest of it on top of that shit. You know, like yeah. you know, like all right, I don't feel privileged when I'm needing I'm sitting in a psychologist's office. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah you've got to feel. good. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, it's definitely like we we've talked about the the toolbox, the right people, and the right network uh, yeah. is a huge complement to having the right tools. To dealing with things yeah
2: the big the big thing about podcast content is as you say it's it's so widespread and it's such a little chunk of time to get that people give up to give to us mm. like wh- i could i could search mental health podcasts and go like who's doing what so we can be better than them like i'm like no fuck like if we're all trying to get the same message out there how do we get on each other's shows yeah. and get each other yeah help lift it all up together like it's about the stigma it's not about personal gain yeah. for me like i we've said from the start if we can reach one person you know that's that's mm. we've done our job, Yeah. and we've already yeah. had had the feedback from a number of people that we you know we're on the right track. So you know dragging dragging you up with us is going to be great. You know it's one of the things I want to get done. So
1: we're all going to increase the conversation, and we, we we all have something different to say in yeah. a slightly different way. Like when I was on um, Mark's podcast, uh, who's a Canadian podcaster yeah. that we discovered early on. Um I had a great conversation with him. It was very different to a conversation that yeah. you and I would have. Um, but it was a great chat.
3: Well, I only had my first guest last weekend, so oh, yeah. um yeah, so it's still very new to me having that yeah. interaction yeah. between, but I've got four more lined up now. So yeah, beautiful. I've got that's, heaps of yeah. content coming that's and exactly I can't wait I to, to rip into it. Yeah, beautiful yeah, man.
1: That's great. It does offer and it offers our listeners, I guess, the opportunity to discover other people uh, and other podcasts and other conversations something that i found a bit in your podcast feed jared was a lot of chat about meditation um do you want to tell us a bit about that
3: yeah um so the first time i experienced meditation i was in quite a manic state i'd rocked up to the psychologist late and i was a bit frantic and he's did what was known as a body scan. So I just sat back in the chair and closed my eyes and listened to his voice. And um, I remember after the two minutes it took, it just felt like I'd woken up. Yeah. Um, yeah good, it was amazing how like, quickly i It's like I'd... hitting the hard reset button, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so then after that, you know, I experimented with some um, sort of guided direction because I couldn't yeah. find that. Um, you know the voice wasn't connecting with me yeah. or resonating with me and there was a lot of now let's take a deep breath and imagine a blue spinning ball of light near our third eye chakra and oh, all yeah. that sort of bullshit and i couldn't yeah. sort of do that like that's it's yeah it's it's, it's fine in that right yeah. tool for you isn't it yeah but then when i um actually tried out with um like a buddhist monk that teaches people i think it was called skillful mind it was in south south australia um and i really sort of buckled in and you know was doing it every morning and sometimes even at night and did it like solid for a good six months and the amount of change that's happened in my life after doing that was unreal yeah yeah
2: yeah, so you, it became a good leveler for you for sure.
3: Yeah, it was definitely um, uh, an eye opener, and it helped me regulate my emotions yeah, yeah. and my
2: thoughts. My my biggest problem with meditation is, as soon as I sit down and be quiet, and leave the same, the, the the other thoughts in your head, like I'm I'm sitting there going, like I'm trying to relax, and all of a sudden I'm balancing my checkbook, you know, like I'm trying yeah. to re- I'm, Yeah, I'm doing other things in the, that's like, what the, brain the does. The other part of my brain's going I'm like, No, no, we well now we've got this minute to ourselves. Let's talk about this other shit that's really mm-hmm. bad. It's like no, no, that's let's, let's yeah. not. This is a. Uh, what you know? about then? Oh, what about and that yeah,
3: email you've got to send? What about meditation
2: yeah. is not a simple process. It's like yeah. you say, finding the right person who can guide you through it is, is great to start with. Once you can self guide, it's amazing. But yeah. getting get to that is a long, long journey. And yeah, it's well, a, that's what, what I a, want
3: to do. I want to teach people how to be their own yeah, guide. Then that way, beautiful. we're not trying to match with someone else's breath. Yeah. Um, and I've sort of started a few people off on the right thing, and instead of trying to teach them the whole big picture. Yeah. It's just about forming that habit at the right time of day yeah. and just going and sitting. When it it sits, can only when it suits be for two you. minutes. Yeah. Sometimes I just go in, flick the kettle on, turn yeah. my coffee in the morning, and I'll walk into my room and sit down on my cushion and just do 30 breaths. Yeah. And that's it. Like 30 real slow, yeah. deep, just controlled have breaths. To, have to be in control. Yeah. yeah and yeah. just start the morning with a positive, calm. Like, so our brain's going to be working all the time. So yeah. this is where I'm saying, you know, I'm happy. I'm healthy. Um, I'm wealthy. I, yeah. I've got this. Today's going to be great. Yeah. Self-positive self-talk, and if you get up feeling happy, then that but emotion that you start the, the day whole... with generally follows you out through Beautiful, the whole day. Yeah.
1: And I think a lot of people, when they think about meditation, they think about a lot of that woo-woo stuff, sitting yeah. on top of a mountain with a yogi, <laughs> yeah, and, you, know, yeah. you know, looking out yeah. across the the valley and opening up your third eye and all that stuff, but it can be, and it can start as simple as breathing. And a lot of, yeah, a lot of what I've heard about meditation is this, I think, and I think it's a little bit split. It's not necessarily like Jeff said, it's not necessarily about trying to quieten that voice. Mm. It's sometimes can be just giving that voice, an opportunity and a space to do what it needs to do because particularly I know as busy as I am that when I do stop that the voice keeps going and lists all of the things that I need to do or lists all of the negatives in my life. Hey, remember that time you said that thing to that teacher in grade three? Yeah. Yeah, You should still feel shit about that. I do. do. Grade three was okay. Grade four, not so much. Um, But still then, even at the end of that time, there's a bit of relief from letting that voice go for a bit and then kind of ending that with, all right, I'm done with all of that.
2: I'm I'm Madness. I'm not I'm not one to go to sit down and do a breathing exercise but I am one to go jump on my motorbike and when I'm on my motorbike all I can think about is everybody's trying to kill me. So, yep. <laughs> like yeah. Being on a motorbike yeah. on the road in Victoria yep. is meditation for it me. Is. because it is. Man, yeah.
3: Yeah. I'd get home from a shitty day at work yeah, straight on that bike. I'll, I'll come out. back an hour later yeah. and it's, it's like, like... a new day, yeah. Fresh start. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a a, yeah. a form of meditation because we're okay. just thinking that's about... Our
2: mental health, that's our mental health takeaway for the day. Ride motorbikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> when I ride, yeah. all, all that goes through my head are song lyrics. Oh, really? Which I guess is not negative self-talk. That's that's exactly right. You're you're on the right track. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that's a really powerful kind of approach to come at meditation. And I certainly know that a lot of guys that have tried it have kind of been like, oh, actually, this is great. Yeah. Um, And once you kind of get over that perception of what we think meditation might be, um, and just boil it down to giving your mind the space and the opportunity um, to clear uh, and to kind of, if you do it in the morning, get yourself set for the day, um, then that's where the benefits come.
3: Yeah, definitely. It's not about not thinking. It's about observing your thoughts and not reacting to them because yeah. our thoughts are sort of like clouds. So they will come into our head. Yeah. But then when you notice you're having a thought, you don't get upset with that thought. You just let it sit there for a minute, take another breath and bring your attention back to your breath and that thought will fuck back off to wherever it come from. And it's about more about mindfulness is a really easy starting point too. Like if you can just practice being in the here and the now Mm -hmm. um, and you do that for a couple of minutes every morning on a cushion, then over time that starts to seep into our daily life. And if we're sitting... You know, in traffic at 8.30, thinking about the meeting we've got at 9.30, we can go, oh, it's 8.30. Why the fuck am I worrying about something at 9.30? Let's bring our attention back to the now and I'll jump that hurdle when I get to it. And the energy that that saves, um, it's crazy how beneficial it can be. And it it helps with all sorts of it. Like we've got relationships with people at work. We've got relationships with our family, with our friends. We've also got relationships with money. And with yep. time, yeah. And one of the biggest stress factors is people feel like there's not enough minutes in the day, yeah. And a lot of the time, they're like, I don't have time to sit down and do nothing for yep. for two minutes. And I'm like, it's not. Jared, doing nothing. Jared, I'd like to introduce you to Lee. This is Lee. This is Jared. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's um, like time's the most valuable thing we have, and once you spend it, you can't get it back. Yeah. So having the right relationship with Old and you can really sort of start to notice that when someone comes into the room and they're angry, you can accept that. And you don't react with anger. you respond with how you want to respond. Like you just start yeah. to take control, control of your own enemies, emotions yeah. and the way with that we react because we're so reactive. We just see anger. We re- respond with anger. If yep. We hear someone sad. We'll, we'll match that level. Yep. Um, it's weird how humans interact and pick up on each other's emotions and energy so easy like yeah. we Cra- don't cracking
2: have... cracking that code and coming at it from a different angle so yeah. was always an interesting experience too like because yeah i was an angry young kid i was you know always breaking shit and mm. fighting with everybody and yeah, getting older and like realizing no you why you know yeah. why? like what's the point
3: now? it's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of energy goes into anger it's quite yeah. a powerful emotion um but it, again it's a perfectly healthy normal emotion to have like we need anger to like 10,000 years ago it would have been to protect our tribe
2: or yeah. to
3: um to defend our land or whatever mm-hmm. um and it's, it's a normal emotion. Like We shouldn't yeah. not be angry because if you're not angry all the time, you'll end up like Ned Flanders. You know that episode yeah. where he <laughs> has his fucking meltdown and shit because yeah. he's never angry. It's about just venting it the right way yeah. and in a safe place and not taking it out on our friends and family or the random guy in, at the red light yeah, or the person yeah, yeah. at the shops. Like we, as long as we sort of are aware of our anger yeah. and sort of learn to keep it as like a... I I refer to my anger as like a lion because I used to walk around and it would just jump out and rip off people's faces without any control. But now it's like by my side on a fucking choker chain and it will not come out. Even if there's anger or aggression in my thing, I will still stay calm and it won't move until I say, all right, it's time to move, let's let's do this.
1: Yeah, I I think that um, awareness of our emotions uh, is something... It's particularly tough for blokes, um, and it's, it's I think it's pretty daunting mm. to suddenly start to think about that stuff, and I think that's what a whole holds a lot of people back. Mm. Is that it's a it's a whole process, um, and I haven't necessarily had anger issues, um, but you guys have been through that process of having to confront it and having to work out how to deal with it and I think it's really it must be a really tough thing for people who haven't done it before to confront anger. Yeah. And as reasonably accepted for blokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Blokes being aggressive is reasonably accepted.
2: Well, it's it's almost an expectation. It's almost a societal expectation. That yeah. You, yeah, yeah.
3: It's like an alpha male sort of thing. Like
2: exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, and it's a, like having a look at the guys in this room. We've all got we've all got the beards. You know, you and I got very similar yeah. aesthetic. I'm the one people turn to if if there's like if an angry guy runs into the room, people will stand behind me, going like, "You're going to deal with this, right?" Like I have that look about me. I'm not the guy that you want to stand behind. I'm probably the one running the other way now. But yeah, Yeah. back in the day, yeah, I was the guy that was probably the first one out the other door to fight whoever was coming through the door. But yeah, Yeah. as you get older, you get more.
1: And you're right, (laughs) Jared. It it takes so much energy. I feel like negativity and anger take so much more energy than. Positivity <clears throat> and peacefulness. Yeah. Like, after I go through a negative reaction to something, it wears me out. Yeah, you're drained. You're drained. But I feel yeah. like it's yeah. just so easy to kind of... And maybe it's because of a lot of the work that I've done on myself, but it seems to just flow into positivity much more easily Yeah, and with much less effort than... It's flying off the handle, reacting. It's, it's negatively amazing. To it's
2: amazing your the physical reaction you have to your emotional state. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. being like you say, if you're angry for a couple of hours, you're exhausted. You need a nap by the afternoon. You know. Yeah, like, and you, it does you know, the
3: same thing as stress, anger, yeah. and stress both flick that fight or swi- fight,
2: fight or flight. Yeah, <laughs> fight or yeah. flight response. Yeah,
3: and it just it's not healthy to be there all the time, no, angry yeah. all the time. Like, yeah. it's not going to be good. Yeah
1: yeah and that um it's that stress hormone it's the cortisol that's so anger that it's prolonged uh release of that um a lot yeah, of researchers find that it has such a negative effect on your body go, going the complete
2: other way of that too being super happy all the time is just as addictive and just as bad for you like yeah. the whole drug addiction thing is chasing that dopamine like trying to get that good feeling to come back you know like that's yeah where, well, that's why where, 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 facebook yeah, has yeah. a
1: non-stop scrolling yeah. yeah it's the same thing it just wants to give it's, us that dopamine give you that get quick quick hit of
2: attention yeah yeah, yeah.
1: It's,
2: that's yeah so uh, she's, a, she's a rag on social media a lot of yeah, yeah. people who need it for their it affects, <laughs> it affects our mental
3: yeah. health in so many ways like it's yeah. taken away the need to actually go out and be social with our friends like yeah. we don't need to catch up with them at the pub regularly or go out for dinner because we know what they're doing. We hear it every fucking 30 minutes. They're doing school drop-off or they're at the shops or they're having a fucking cafe. I was actually thinking the same thing the other day.
1: Like There was friends that when I finished high school, uh, Facebook wasn't a thing. Mm. So Facebook came in just as I finished uni. Um, And there were a group of us that even though I saw a couple of them at uni every day, we did pub trivia every week and that yeah. was our catch up. Yeah, And then I was thinking today, I'm like, when was the last time I saw Brenton? Yeah, And like, I couldn't remember, but I know that he's been to Queensland on holidays and I know yeah. that he's done this and his mum's done that. And like, yeah. it, it takes away, because then when you do hang out, you're like, well... What are you going to chat about? Yeah. What have you yeah. been up to? Yeah. Uh, I, wait, yeah. I know I, I like all yeah, those posts. Because exactly yeah. Yeah. the conversation yeah. now is like, oh, I saw you went to Queensland. Yeah. Yeah. It's had, not like, I, yeah. what did you do on the holidays? I had a
2: conversation with a mate of mine at work, uh, goddamn Chris. His daughter is going through some depression and stuff like that. And it all comes back to social media. And I was saying, like, yeah, like, we, we didn't have that when we went to school. Like, if you were bullied at school, when you left school, you didn't have to. We took our daughter Alfie's with the family. Like, she wasn't in the moment. Yeah. She was mm. looking for that. You know, we didn't go to school with a photo and go, like, hey, like, do you like what I had for tea? Do you like what I had for dinner? Like, <laughs> do you like that? Like, yeah. no one gives a yeah, shit what people, you had for dinner. Like, yeah, did you people, eat? Cool. That's all I need to know, mate. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. People,
3: people do it for almost like a gratification thing. Like if it's they that, make a yeah. post and it gets a hundred likes, they're like, that's that little kick. Um, yeah. But then if you make a post and you're in a emotional space and you need a vent or whatever, and people go, hmm, I'm not just going to scroll past that one. Yeah. And you get, no likes or no comments on this post. Where you've just sort of spilled your guts. Yeah, I
2: guess I'll go just go it's, fuck myself then. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: um, so it shouldn't be called social media. It should be called unsocial social Ant, yeah, media. Anti, anti, anti-social media. <laughs> well, let's not media. be social media. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's we we've talked a lot about it uh, on and off the podcast, um, and it's certainly a tough one to navigate. Um, yeah. And you did say before that. We, I was, we have connected on hundred
2: I, I, percent, mate. I, I, I deleted it's, Facebook. I got off. I was I was just on Instagram to look at my bikes and beards and boobs and stuff like that, yeah. you know, like just something to pass the time. But I had to get back on Facebook for this, you know, I had to, you need to, to to get that reach. You need to be in the place where the yeah. people are. Yeah, you know? it's definitely it's, beneficial it's, for it's the, a business. It's the demon in the room you, you don't want to be a part of, but he's always sitting there with his thumb up like, yeah, you need, you need me yeah. as much as I need you. you know, yeah. like,
1: well, and I think as long as you manage it, well and you have that uh, awareness of the potential effects and i think you know the, the three of us and certainly a lot of our listeners have an understanding of their own mental health well enough to be able to understand the effects but it's it, yeah it's it can be such a risky thing uh, and it's fraught with so many little traps and little dangers yeah, it's but designed it, to keep us hooked. But
2: it is a way for us to meet. Like, I was, <laughs> There's yeah. no chance that you, you from Mernda, I would have met you. I'm like, you know, like I said, meeting you at the door today, I'm like, fuck, I've just looked in the That's, mirror, you know. So, yeah, it's yeah. definitely yeah. got its advantages. Yeah. It's
3: very important for growing a, a network. But yeah. when we're using it for the wrong things, uh, like sometimes even we can compare ourselves to other people and they might be, you know, Buying new cars, or they might have a new house, or they might be on holidays, and we're mm. like, Fuck, no, I can't even afford to pay for Netflix next week, and yeah. or I can't afford this, or I'm driving this shitty car. And we start comparing ourselves, and jealousy yeah. and judgment comes into it as well. And
2: social media is not real. No, yeah. no, no one's that yeah. pretty. Like, you can take a photo yeah. leaning up yeah. against the sandpit and tell them you're in Hawaii, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like
1: yeah. I could have, you know. Even to the point of taking photos of your food, I'm not going to take the photo of the, you know, chicken and veggies that I threw together yeah. the other night. Like <laughs> when I go out for dinner and go yeah. to somewhere nice steakhouse, that's the photo I put on and people are going to yeah. be like, oh, gee, Lee eats so well. Like, yeah, yeah, No, yeah. last yeah. <laughs> night I defrosted a pork chop at 5.30 and ate that. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not all uh, what it seems on the social media. Um all right, so we've just bagged social media for five minutes, but how can people <laughs> find your podcast? Uh, <laughs> um, so Jerry, it's pretty hey, much. Get on the socials. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm sort of focusing most of my yep. shit. I do yep. have a Facebook, a TikTok, and um, eventually a YouTube channel. Yep. Yeah, cool. But at the moment, it's mainly just Instagram. Yep. And you can find me on Spotify and Google Podcasts.
1: Beautiful. Cool. All right, we'll have links to all of those. Uh, in our episode description. Um, Thanks, Jared.
3: My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Great to meet you and great to give you an opportunity to tell your story and to to join us for a bit of a chat. Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Uh, Everything is linked in the episode description. Uh, Matt will tell you everything else on the outro. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Lee.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of No Pants, No Problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. If you or someone you know needs support around their mental health, there are many support services available. Check the show notes for links. This episode is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment, music composed by Shane cole Hayhow and introduced by Matt Pankhurst. Bye for now.
1: Cheese. Two Drinks Cinema, an Odd Socks Entertainment podcast. I'm Lee. And I'm Brett. We are two brothers reviewing movies. Two Drinks at a Time. The old, the new, the classic and the cult. We tick all the boxes. We bring you the news on the latest movie releases and drunkenly review some of the best films of yesteryear. Find us on your favourite podcast platform and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at 2 Cinema. Cheers.